0: You're listening to Baking a Boss, a podcast for the modern Latina cake designer. I didn't always dream of having my own business as a cake designer, but when my son was diagnosed with autism, I left my job to be a full-time mom and housewife. But being the independent Latina that I am, I needed more. So I discovered a passion for cake decorating, business, and marketing strategies. I was able to turn a hobby into a six-figure income working from home, and now it is my mission to help Latinas like you turn their hobby into a profitable business from the comfort of your home. Join me as we discuss topics common in our community and listen as I bring you a new perspective on life, business, money mindsets, and what it takes as a Latina woman to be successful in an extremely saturated industry. All of this with a sweet side of azúcar. Let's get started. I wanted to talk to you about the business side of having a cake business, right? Because we all know that you can have all the talent in the world. You can have all the skill in the world. But if you're not doing right by your business, you're going to get so stressed out. And even if you have all your information, even if you have or your documents in place and everything, it's still very stressful and very overwhelming. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people do end up uh, calling it quits, even though they love what they do. And it's because dealing with customers is not easy. You guys know that. And I'm going to be discussing a couple of things and experiences that I've gone through. And I hope that by sharing... um that I'm able to help someone or bring some kind of clarity to anything that you might be struggling with at the moment. Um, I'm very transparent and I am not perfect at all. I do not run my business perfectly. Every single day is a learning process and I am constantly evolving. I love to invest in um, my education and my knowledge. So I purchased business coaching programs all the time anything that can help me become better and um i have always been thinking you know i need to stop listening to outside voices other people telling me how to run my business and this is something that i've talked to you guys about um the people that have followed me for a while like on tiktok um and I've discussed this before, how like outside voices shouldn't be influencing you because you are the only one that truly knows how to run your business in the way that is going to benefit you. So the way that I run my business is not going to be the same way that you are going to be running your business because everybody's situations or circumstances are different. So I've been having these situations where i made a tiktok video earlier this week by the time that you get this um that you listen to this podcast it had already been a week since i posted on tiktok that specific video about situations that i've been encountering with people doing chargebacks um and i've i was questioning myself like should i even talk about this should i bring this up because i didn't want to sound like I'm making so many mistakes in my business that my customers are not happy with my services that they're deciding to do chargebacks because that is not the situation. Have I had situations where I've had unhappy customers? Of course, because I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I am human and I do make mistakes. Um, I just made a mistake just this past, uh, last weekend, I made um. Uh, A fondant topper for a birthday. And instead of putting a number two in it, I put a number three in it. And, you know, the mom was incredibly upset about that. Um, It was a really bad situation overall. Um, I did approach it and I did offer a credit toward a new order. And I even offered a refund. And I have a no refund policy, guys. I have a no refund policy. But this was a repeat client. And she was so unhappy with my services. And I just felt like, I don't know, I just felt really bad. Um, so I try to be as flexible as possible. Um, but she has not responded. She, I think that she's not going to, to be honest with you. I think she's going to decline, Um and she's probably going to end up doing a chargeback. I have a very strong feeling about that, which is not okay. Um, I understand that I made a mistake, obviously, it was my mistake. But in the whole scheme of the entire, if I look at it from the entire cake's perspective, for her, it is a big deal because it's her son. And, you know, the fact that he's turning two and not three, and that was reflected on the cake, Um for her, it was a big deal. For me, as a cake designer, it's not that big of a deal. As a mom, I put myself in her shoes and I would say, yeah, I would be upset about that too. As a business owner, I would say, well, that really only took me about 10 minutes. Looking at it in the bis- with a business mentality, it only took me 10 minutes. The entire cake took me 10 hours to create and I created fondant figures that were completely edible for the cake and it was a cake for 50 servings and the cake was consumed by her guests and um, she's wanting oh, an entire refund for an entire cake including the delivery Um, for a small mistake that literally in, like, if I look at it from a time perspective, it only took me about 10 minutes. So the fondant topper, if I put a price on it will probably be around $10. And I'm actually, you guys, I am exaggerating. It was probably like a $3 situation, but it's the thought behind it, what it represented, which is what I understand, um, And so that's why I'm like, you know what, if it had, had it been like a new client, I probably wouldn't have been as flexible as I was with this client. But because this client had used me before, I felt really bad and I did offer a credit and a refund. Why didn't I offer a full refund? Because I need to also keep accountable my supplies and my time and my ingredients, and my gas, because I did deliver to her, so, um, but she hasn't responded, so she might respond, she might not respond, or she might do a chargeback, and I have a feeling that she's going to do a chargeback. Now, this isn't the first time that this happens to me. Um, I've had situations, and in, in a lot more, like in the past three months, it's been crazy, where people are literally... Um, requesting services, once they they receive the goods from me, they're filing chargebacks with their banks for no reason. And they're basically saying no, no knowledge of the charge, like putting it as if I basically took a payment um, and they didn't authorize that. So usually when this happens, is because people are knowingly, they go in and they will order stuff from you and they know that they will get their money back by their bank, right? Um, another situation is that um, they're trying to use stolen credit cards and stolen debit cards. And I've had this situation where I was using the Merchant Square, and I would be receiving, um, in the past three months, it's happened four times where I've been receiving emails from Square Department telling me or the fraud department from Square telling me that there's fraudulent activity in my account. And I'm like, what? And then they're saying, oh, so-and-so looks like um, it's a suspicious activity. They're using a credit card that is, doesn't belong to them. Now this is theft, right? But my business is the one that's being affected by it. Um, even one situation specifically, the, I received the, the fraud alert I declined the payment that they made. So basically it was refunded back to them. Um, And then Square told me that, they sent me another email and told me, oh, um, they're clear. So I'm like, okay, so if they're clear, maybe it was a misunderstanding and they could remake the payment. So I explained the situation to them and they said, no problem. We'll go ahead and send the payment again. So they sent the payment again everything cleared, everything was fine. I gave them the, I made them the order. It was a big, it was a big order. And I delivered, everything was fine. A week later, I received a notification that they did a chargeback. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? And it's just been so much of it lately, that I'm like, you know what, Square is not protecting me as their vendor. I'm the one that is paying for their fees, right? I'm the one that is paying for the processing fees. I'm the one that is keeping them, basically keeping them in business because Square wouldn't be a business if us as merchants would not be using them, okay? So they're not protecting my interest. They're protecting the, the consumer. And that's not okay because the consumer is not the one paying for their fees. I am me as their merchant. So I am incredibly pissed off that Square um, is not protecting my interests and my assets and my hard work, okay? So how do you protect yourself from these situations? I'm going to get into detail about that. Um, but I, I'm i going to tell you, I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, I've been talking to a lot of different people in the industry, not only other cake designers other bakers that even have storefronts um i've been speaking to um other like event planners photographers just different people in business period and even as far as barber shops um every single time that i take my kids to the barber shop they the guys they ask me can you send the payment through zelle when um my cleaning lady comes to clean my house um she asks me to pay her through Zelle. The food services that I outsource my meal preps from, they ask me to pay them through Cash App. Um, I have a few wedding planners that I work with, and whenever they make payments f- to me from their clients, they use Zelle. And so um, I spoke to, you know, different people in the industry. And so it's be- it's becoming like a clear to me that a lot of people are trying to protect their assets because they've been burnt by the same situation and it's become a trend for clients to you know order services and then do chargebacks I mean the the, the nerve to do that the nerve to play with people and to play with their business and then act like if they like there's no real consequences for this so I tried to prevent this by asking for people's uh, copy of their ID and their name has to match the name that is on the card. And a few clients didn't want to do that. And they said, well, it's too much um hustle for that or I don't want to send my information through the internet and I don't feel comfortable doing this. And I'm like, okay, well, something's got to give. I need to figure out some other way why wasn't I using Zell earlier? Because someone told me that it did not look professional. And I allowed those words to stay in my mind. And I thought to myself, if I use Zell, I'm not going to look professional. I'm not going to look legitimate. People are not going to want to order from me because I don't look like a professional business. Or people are, I'm going to think that I'm trying to scam them, and I am never the kind of person that allows outside voices, um, like, get in my head, but I don't know why in that moment when that one person specifically told me that, I actually listened to it. And so for almost a year, but more like in recent months, I've been dealing with these situations. Um, Some of them have worked out in my favor where Square has put the money back in my account. But here's the thing. When a dispute is filed, Square will automatically deduct the money straight from your bank account they don't even ask you or they don't even give you the benefit of the doubt. They don't even tell you, okay, well, there's this dispute. And if you lose it, then we will take the money out. No, they will before that you could even prove, um, your side of the story, they will take the money out, which is why I get so mad. It's like, you're guilty. And to prove an innocent, um, instead of it being the other way around, you know, um, and, and it's not like little amounts, you guys, like if it was like $100, you know, 150 no, but I'm talking about $500. I even had a dispute for $1,300. Um, It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. And this, you know, I make a living doing this. I don't do this because I want to just bake all day long and I want to kick decorate all day. No, I'm trying to leave something for my children. I'm trying to work towards something. Um, my son, my oldest son, he's graduating in a year and I've got colleges, <laughs> college coming up for him and he needs a car. And there's like, there's a lot of things going on. And even if I didn't have any of that going on, I'm not working for free for no one. I need to make money. I have to make a living and I have goals and even if I didn't, even if this was my hobby, this is still my time and it's okay for me to want to make money doing what I am good at. There's this misconception that you shouldn't talk about money and you shouldn't talk about um, the desire to make money. There is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to make money. There's absolutely nothing wrong with talking about money, okay? Because if you're working for it, get it. Who's to tell you that you can't? So it really bothers me when I hear these situations and not only it's happening to me, but it's happening to so many other people. I just, I just heard about this other cake designer that she's also look, she's in Saint cloud. They disputed her for two, they did a charge back for $2,000, dollars you guys, $2,000. Me hierve la sangre. Me hierve la sangre. I get so mad. I am mad. I am hyped right now. I am so mad. By the time that this airs, I'll probably be a little bit more calm. But right now, I am so in my feelings about this because it's not okay. This is not okay. So how can you protect yourself from these situations? Okay, so Square will ask me for any Contracts, any receipts of payments, any communication that I had with the client, versus whether that's uh, text messaging, emails, anything that will kind of like let them know that this was a legitimate purchase, um, that they did make a purchase, that you did deliver the goods and services that they requested, and that basically they're trying to scam you. Okay. So if you don't have um, a contract, This is a big deal. You need to get yourself a contract. You need to make sure that you have covered yourself in every aspect of your business. I'm talking about um, what your terms are, what your policies are, What could happen if the client messes up the cake during transportation? Um, If you cannot abide by your part of the contract because of things like death, sickness, acts of God, you know, life happens, anything can happen. We're human. So you need to make sure that you are protected. You don't have a copy of a contract because you just don't know um, how to even start. I have a contract template um, and I have a cake guide policy template that you can grab. It's on my website, orlandocakeacademy.com. It's $15. It's um, a Word document so that way you can actually edit it and add your business information on it, your business logo, and make it your own. And you can use your own verbiage so it's really easy to. Edit, um, but if you don't have one, I suggest that you hide, that you grab one right now. You need this because this is going to protect you. Sometimes, if things can if things escalate, let's for let's say for instance that Square um, ended up going on, you know, my in my favor. Like it's happened so many times in the past. What if the client decides that? they wanna pursue further action and take you to small claims court, which can happen. This hasn't happened to me before or it hasn't happened to me yet. Um, I'm not exempt from it. It could happen to me, but this is why you need to protect yourself um, and you need to have all these contracts in, in place because if that does happen, then at least you know that you have all your documentation and you have all your paperwork um, ready to go. Take pictures, take videos Um. Just document everything pertaining to every single order that you are making. It's very tedious work, but it is absolutely necessary. If you don't do this, you're gonna kick yourself in the head later on if something were to happen. Okay, and I find that like nowadays, everybody like people are just trying to play with people's businesses and their livelihoods. And now more than ever, I encourage you to get your situations straight get yourself organized, get your business organized. If you're only working from your phone, get yourself a desktop, a laptop. It doesn't have to be an iMac. It doesn't have to be something expensive. It just needs to be something basic that you can use for your business, okay? Um, because you need to have records of everything. So what have I decided to do now moving forward um, for accepting payments? I am gonna be doing Zelle payments only. So, I don't want to do cash. Some people tell me cash. I can't do cash. The reason why I can't do cash is because I have customers um, from out of state. I have so many customers from out of state. I want to say that about 50% of my clients come from um, other states to vacation. I'm in Orlando. So, this is Disney World capital, basically. So, people come here for the parks. People come here for, you know, Disney, Universal. They come here on vacation. They have destination weddings. They have gra- destination graduation celebrations. So, I am constantly delivering to Airbnbs, hotels, resorts. So, I deal with a lot of out of state customers. And Some of the customers that have done the chargebacks are these out-of-state customers. So now by only accepting payments through Zelle, it's a guarantee that nobody's gonna try to fool me, nobody's gonna try to do uh, chargebacks on me. What were the benefits for using Square? Some of the benefits for using Square was the fact that I could set up the system where For instance, my policy says that any order above $250 only needs to be a $75 deposit, which, by the way, I've changed that also just to make it a little bit easier on me, but I'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, So I was doing $75 deposit, and the remaining balance was due 14 days prior. So I could set it up in Square where Square would automatically send the notice and the invoice to the client and let them know, hey, your payment is due tomorrow. And if they're past due, hey, your payment is due, past due, is due, is past due or whatever. So they would automatically receive that and I wouldn't have to worry about that. So I will go into my Square account every day just to make sure that payments are coming in when they're due and um if i noticed that their payment was past due i would go ahead and I, I would cancel i would cancel the um the invoice and square will automatically send them an email and let them know your your invoice was canceled for non payment so it was like a, it was easier to do it that way okay the other thing that i benefited from square was the fact that because of the high processing Vo- the volume of the processing of the sales that I was receiving, Square would every so often send me loan offers. Okay, So these loan offers were good um, at the moments where I took them because I could use the money towards buying new supplies, upgrading my equipment. Um, whatever I needed it for. Sometimes I would just grab it and just put it towards my savings account. And then it was kind of like I was paying myself for saving. And I would pay a small percentage um, and they would just kind of, every single time that a new sale would come in, they would take a certain amount of money from each sale and put it towards the loan. So it would be an 18 month loan. Basically you had 18 months to pay to pay it off but I will pay it off in about three months, three, four months, the max. Um, because, again, the high processing volume that, you know, I'm thankful for that I've been blessed with. However, I am more than happy to give up that benefit and just work on my own money-saving tips, finding ways to save money in other ways, Um that would be more beneficial to me versus keep paying the fees for a merchant that it's not for their vendors because I am tired of it. Honestly, I cannot tell you how stressed out I've been. So other than that benefit and those benefits from Square, I just, I don't see any other benefit from it. So moving forward, I'm only going to be using Zelle to accept any payment listen these situations happen right anybody who is in business they need to understand that not everything is peaches and cream you know no todo es color de rosa van a ver situaciones que te van a hacer llorar there will be situations where you're even gonna cry um, you know, it's easier said than done to tell somebody, oh, you know, you need to be thick skinned You need to have thick skin if you're going to be in business. It's easier said than done because at the end of the day, we are human and we are sensitive. I want to tell you something. Artists, which we are, cake designers, we are artists. We by nature are very sensitive. We pour our hearts and all of our passion into these designs, into each cake. It, it's a big deal. When we're making a cake for someone and they love it, we feel that. When they love it and they show their appreciation, we feel that. It fills you up like your your love tank is filled up to the max, right? But when you have one client that doesn't like it or when you have one client that is giving you a hard time or is asking for a refund or is telling you this is the worst cake I've ever tasted, this is the ugliest cake I've ever seen. We feel that too. We could have a hundred happy clients and we could have a hundred clients tell you how amazing your work is, how amazing your cake tastes but it takes that one client to tell you that you're not good enough, that they don't like it, that it was the worst experience of their life they will go on Instagram they will go on social media and tag you they will even put you on blast. I've been put on blast in the shade room, okay I've had people. Hundreds of people bombard my Instagram page, people that I have no idea who they are, people that are not even local, people that don't know me, that have never ordered from me. But because one person decided that they didn't like the way that I did their cake, they bombarded my page and they were calling me names, they were calling me thief, they were saying that I'm an abuser because I was taking people's money and I wasn't giving them what they wanted. And it was just one person. And it wasn't even, I didn't do anything wrong. She just simply didn't like it. She didn't like it. And she wanted her money back. Again, um the kind of people that will have what's called buyer's remorse. They will pay for a service and then they're going to regret spending the money on it after they have consumed it because they don't appreciate it. Or that was their agenda from the beginning, which I'm starting to feel like a lot of people are con artists by nature. They're con artists and by nature, they want to do you wrong. Right. And so I had like all these people come to my page and just tag me and listen. I just had to try to block it out. I would just go to each comment, delete and block the person, delete and block the person, delete. I did that over a hundred times in a matter of three days. After three days, everything started to simmer down. Is my my picture and the post is still in the shade room? Yeah. Who is the person behind the shade room? I don't care. I don't know and I don't care. I don't know who they are. I don't care. They are making money by blasting um, businesses in a negative way. And it's not okay. Um, some of the people that have given me bad reviews are also uh, business owners themselves. And I'm just saying this, that what goes around comes around. For I never, ever, ever give any businesses any negative reviews. If I have something negative to say about a business, I tell them like face to face. I talk to the owner and I let them know listen, I didn't appreciate this or I wasn't happy with this service, but that, or I just don't use them again. But as far as putting a negative review on their page, never. A bad review on their Google, absolutely not. You know why? Because again, what goes around comes around. And what you do to someone else can be done to you. I don't call it karma because I don't believe in that. I'm a Christian woman. I'm a woman of faith and I don't believe in karma. I do believe that if you, what you reap is what you sow. So if you are putting negativity out there, you're going to reap negativity. Okay. So what is going to happen with me and my business moving forward? I'm going to be continuing to make adjustments as need be. Okay. Um, and I'm going to keep working on myself and I'm going to keep working on my heart and on my mindset because these situations really can affect you. But, um, here's the thing as a woman of faith, as a Christian woman, I have to, as mad as I am, because I am mad. And this is why I'm like in I'm in deep prayer, you guys, I'm in deep prayer, and I can't even sleep, I haven't slept in the last three days, because I keep telling God, I need you to come into my heart, and take away any anger that I have in here, because you cannot be blessed if you're holding on to resentments, you cannot be blessed if you're holding on to anger, if you're allowing any kind of bitterness into your heart, you're not going to be blessed. You're literally blocking yourself from receiving blessings. You're literally blocking yourself from growing in every aspect of your life, okay? That I have clients that are that haven't been happy, it happens, okay? Not it not every client is for me. And maybe they will come to me and they will try me out because of the hype and I'm not saying this to boast myself, you know, or, para hacerme la mejor que nadie, or anything like that, because I'm not. I'm saying this because it's the reality. The expectation of getting a cake from I Heart Cakes by Jotty, it is so high that when you finally get what you ordered, you think that you're going to get a five-tier cake when you only pay for a one-tier cake for 10 people. And so sometimes I've had clients tell me, oh my God, but I thought that you were going to do something like, really elaborate or whatever. Um, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not what you that's not what you ordered. So the expectation is there, the hype is there. And a lot of clients are so happy to work with me. And I get this all the time. I've been dying to have a birthday. I've been having I've been dying to have a situation where I need to order a cake from you so that I can use you. And I'm sure that you guys have experienced this too. Um, but because that expectation is so high, like the pressure is real. The pressure is so, so real. So what I want to do is keep myself focused in God, number one, because when I started my business, I said, God, this didn't come from me. I didn't grow up thinking I want to be a business owner and I'm going to make it in the cake industry. Like that's not, that was not my thought. I did not grow up like that. I I told you guys before, I was in school for nursing and I was working in property management and real estate. I had nothing to do with cakes or it just never came to my mind. When this idea came to my mind, I knew that this wasn't from me. I knew that this was from God. And The way that things have happened in my business and I've seen God's hand move in my business in every single step, I know that there's a greater purpose behind this. These eight years that I've been doing cake decorating have not been just so that I can do cake decorating. These eight years that I've been doing cake decorating have been a learning experience. God has been teaching me about business. God has been teaching me about customer service. God has been teaching me about how I can reach a larger community and be helpful for others. Every single idea that you have in your mind, it's not just about you making money. Making money is the icing on the cake, right? Pun intended. But every single idea that you have comes with a purpose. And that purpose should be used to be helpful to others others? How are you helping other people in your community? How are you helping other people um, grow, not only professionally, but spiritually, mentally, personally, financially? That's what I feel like I am being called to do right now, which is the main reason for this podcast. I feel like I'm finally, finally walking in my purpose. But if I look at it from like looking back at how every single step has brought me to here, it all makes sense. Once you start thinking about, oh, well, that situation brought me to this situation and that situation brought me to this situation. So the purpose of that was to, like for when, for instance, when my son was first diagnosed with autism, I was lost. I didn't know what to do. And all those experiences that I went through, now I'm able to help I have friends that are still raising little kids, some friends that started having kids when they were in their 30s. And the situations that I went through with my son are situations that I'm able to use now to help someone else. So it makes sense why I was going through those situations. It wasn't for me. It was to help someone else. So why am I going through these situations right now? There's a greater purpose behind them. Okay, every bad situation that comes to our lives, unsolicited, God is using for a purpose and God will use it for a purpose. But there is something that is very real. Once you start walking in your purpose and once you start walking in the path that God has destined for you, there will be opposition because in one way or another, God is using you for other benefits. And what the enemy doesn't want is for you to do that. He does not want you to walk in your purpose. He wants to see you in poverty. He wants to see you struggling because it affects you mentally. Mentally, you're going to start questioning yourself. Mentally, you're going to start thinking, is it me? Am I the problem? Am I not good enough? Am I just not approachable? Am I just not talented? Do I just not make a good cake? Am I a bad business person? Am I a bad person? Period you start getting all these negative thoughts in your mind. Those thoughts are not godly thoughts. Those thoughts come from the enemy because he came to this world to destroy and to deceive. Do not be deceived. Cover yourself with the armor of God. And what is the armor of God? I've talked about this in the TikTok that I did earlier last week. It's to cover yourself in prayer. Even if you're not, and I'm not I'm not even going to say... Uh, If you're not a person that doesn't believe in God, because this is for the people that believe in God, if you don't believe in God, then you need to look into yourself and you really need to take a hard look into your heart. And why is it that you don't believe in God? Because every good thing that has happened in your life is because he has allowed it. Just the simple fact that you are breathing is because he put that breath of air into your lungs. So I'm not the kind of person that is going to sit here and talk to you about the universe, this and the universe that. No, I am talking about the creator of the universe, the one that made everything. And so I made him my business partner from day one. And I don't worry about where my next paycheck is going to come from or what my next steps are going to be. I just walk. I walk into these steps. I have these ideas in my mind and I go for them. And if the doors open easily, God was walking me through those doors. If, if I'm knocking on doors and they don't open, then that's not the door that I'm supposed to walk through. And that's, that's how I know when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and when I'm not, what I'm, when I'm not supposed to be going through something. So in conclusion, keep yourselves in prayer. Cover your business in prayer. Cover your family. Cover your children in prayer. Ask God for guidance, but also be proactive, and educate yourself in what can you do to make sure that your business is covered. Be smart. The one thing that God gave us was the brain. Use your brain. There's so much information out there. So many um good reads. So much inform. Like so much like videos, so many um, ebooks, so many things that you can search up to really educate yourself, like what can I do to protect my business? So I'm sharing with you um, my experiences and what I have done. I've developed these contracts. I've developed these policies. You can add to them or you can take away from them, however it benefits your business. But please make sure that you are covered. Okay, covered in every single way, covered in a legal way and covered yourself in the armor of God. So thank you so much. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me reach more Latina listeners like you who also want to grow their cake business. Visit my website, OrlandoCakeAcademy.com and join my email list for updates, new program announcements and future classes. You can also find me on Instagram at bakinga boss. Thank you so much for your support and remember, el cielo es el límite.